Let's Get Real at Crossway with Pastor Bob Manuel and friends. Well, Pastor Bob, it's uh, been just a little while since we've been in this studio. Uh, We call this a podcast, and we've based much of what we've uh, shared so far on the teaching series from the pulpit of Crossway Community Church. You have the Bible open to Ecclesiastes. I wonder if anyone has ever read Ecclesiastes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question. And, of course, the the, the question remains, um, how do we introduce this book uh, in our personal devotions, in church, in a sermon series, uh, what do we need to understand? And uh, we have someone with us in the studio. Why don't you introduce him as well? Yeah, this is our friend uh, and one of our church elders, uh, Scott Montgomery. Scott's been a pastor and a missionary overseas, uh, knows the scriptures well. And I was going to be gone for a few weeks, so I asked Scott, you know, perhaps you can. Uh, prepare the congregation for uh, the general direction of uh, uh, wisdom literature, which is uh, what Ecclesiastes is part of that genre. And so Scott did that for me and uh, for the congregation and made my job a little easier to maybe people weren't so shocked when I opened up this crazy book called Ecclesiastes. Now, Scott, during the course of that first sermon, you gave an illustration. Imagine that I'm holding a rope If you've ever seen a mime, you can look at this, right? Okay, so I've got a rope in my hands, and I'm stretching it out. All right, that's enough to get to the end of the building. All right, we have the rope stretching out right there. This little four-inch section right here represents the average life expectancy of a man, 80 years old. So this right here, this is when you're a minor, when your parents are telling you what to do. Right here is your 20s to 40s when you learn you should do what your wife tells you to do. Right here is your 40s to 60s when your body begins to betray you and you realize that you were really dumb during these first two sections. And then you have your 60s to 80s where, you know, just hang on. The wisdom of the world answers all of the questions in this timeline but they ignore the rest of the rope that's a lot of rope I mean I hit Michael with that rope when I threw it back there but he's tough he he didn't even flinch when I hit him with it when it comes to life and wisdom you have to take the big picture into consideration And if my only concern is this, or this, or this right here, I am going to miss out on a whole lot. There's a podcaster I like listening to, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is a very worldly wise man. But you know where his advice stops? Right here on the middle finger. I mean, right here on the fist. That's where his wisdom ends. It doesn't go any further. And you can actually hear in some of his interviews the tension and the sorrow that he has because he can't figure out what goes on outside of here. And God made it that way. He actually wants you to be a little uncomfortable in your unbelief. Why? 
so that you'll be thirsty enough to come to the wells of living water, that you would reach out for him, perhaps even find him, and believe. But so long as we only focus on this right here, you're going to miss out on all of that. 80 years, and I just threw three millennia down the aisle. You are going to continue to exist after you close your eyes for the last time on this side of eternity. Now, Ecclesiastes is from the wisdom literature. The book of Ecclesiastes examines life on the fist. And it finds out that if you spend all of your time here on the fist without a reference to the rest of the rope and a reference to who God is, you know what he says life is like? Meaningless. 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 Scott, you were describing how we look at life and leave the scriptures as something else. It doesn't connect with life for some people. Correct. Okay, so where do we go from there? You gave that illustration, and you said um, it's not original with you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that illustration of the rope came from Francis Chan. So, you know, preachers, we're always stealing from one another. <laughs> but once you give credit, now you, now you can say. But really, the, the big aspect, and I found that was very uh, helpful when I would be talking in youth camps and stuff, is to help kids, because especially kids, they're very focused on, you know, the next sports season but asking them to even broaden their view out and to look another decade down the road, all of a sudden it just blows their mind. But it's not just teenagers with this problem. I right. mean, grown-ups have this problem too. You know, well, I just need to make the mortgage payment. I just need to do this. I just need to make it to retirement. And all of that, I mean, you know, entire talk show uh, industry or, you know, self-help is trying to answer this question of this is how you can have your best life now. But when we look at the scriptures, the answer is, now, wait, wait, in the beginning, God. It starts with there's something outside of everything that we're experiencing and something outside of even before I began to exist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to die, but we're still going to live on. And the question is, what is our eternal destiny? Okay, so Ecclesiastes then opens up what? What does it open up for us to see? Uh, Pastor Bob? I think Scott had also gave a sermon on some Proverbs uh, several weeks ago, if I remember right. And Proverbs are more kind of linear. Like, if you do this, then this is this is what's going to happen. You'll have a successful life, a fruitful life, if you do X, Y, and Z. Uh, Ecclesiastes touches upon some of that, but it raises a lot of questions because it says uh, more or less in, in a number of different ways, if you do this, um, it may not necessarily turn out the way that you like it to. I mean, we're if all. If you do this, you'll still die. We're still going to die. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And so, you know, what, what advantage does the wicked man, I mean, the, the righteous man, have over the wicked man? Uh, the same destiny is, is, uh, awaits us all. We're all going to, going to die. Um, so. Uh, you, you asked about questions. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really asking uh, the question, as we open the scriptures, as we move through the first chapter, mm -hmm. um, it sets the stage for initially a very um, kind of depressing feeling of 
what's going on yeah, here? Yeah. And that's kind of what I would like you to help us understand as we first start. Well, I'll, I'll say a few things. Maybe Scott can add something as well. But I've been deliberately, I feel like this side of the resurrection, we have a hope that the writer to the Ecclesiastes did not have. Their idea of the resurrection, uh, uh, life after death was somewhat murky. There was some sense that, um, that we continue in, in one way or another, but it wasn't as clear as what we uh, understood from the New Testament. So I want, I want our folks to feel that. I want them to feel that, that uncertainty. I don't want to give them the quick New Testament answer, even though I think we're responsible as, as uh, pastors, preachers, to, to give people the hope of Christ that we have. But honestly, I don't think that we as believers in the church often um, live any differently than, than unbelievers, perhaps. We put all of our hopes in the denial of death here on this world, you know, right. of prettying things up, of making things, make sure we're healthy, wealthy, and wise. And we, we, we seem to run after the same things almost as fast and as furious as, as unbelievers do. So, you know, I think Ecclesiastes, as Scott referenced earlier, it makes us thirsty. And, and I, I don't want to give a drink of water too quickly. You know, I'm going to give a little sprinkle here and there. I guess one question that pops up in my mind is even the question, you know, we, we can be a part of a happy, clappy environment, but Ecclesiastes does come back with a tone of pessimism or maybe realism is a better idea to take into it rather than just saying that they're Eeyore. But there's a realism of there are hard things in life. And even when you go forward, there's a couple of areas where, you know, enjoy your uh, toilsome labor under the sun, enjoy mm -hmm. the wife right. of your youth, where, you know, you can have some joys even within that realistic. But, I mean, ultimately, it's pushing you towards that bigger picture of saying, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses right now. The writer of Ecclesiastes, he makes a reference to God from time to time, the end of chapter 2, middle of chapter 1. Uh, then in chapter 3, after that beautiful poetry that a lot of people are, are familiar with, there's a time to be born and a time right. to die and so on and so forth. They have all these, these, these pairings of, of different uh, um, seasons of life. But then it says... I thought that was the birds. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> the birds. There you go. Is it, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. And then this is just a little punctuation of hope that, that he gives. He has also set eternity in the human heart. I have my ideas on what that means. I'm, I'm not quite settled on it yet, but I think it's the idea that God has, has put in, in the human heart the idea that, that everything we see here under the sun is not all there is. And you just get little reminders of this throughout the way to, to get people to think, oh, oh, maybe under the sun, that is life here on this earth, isn't all there is. And, and we, I think we intuitively know that in our hearts. Okay, we have an interesting um, spectrum of ages. I gave my age, Scott, you're a... I'm 42. I'm 42, and Pastor, you're in your... I'll be 63 in May. Okay. A couple months. Okay, so... We've all had different experiences. Um, I'll tell you, walking in for the first time to Crossway Community Church and beginning to meet the different teachers, uh, such as yourself, Scott, and, of course, Pastor and different ones, something, something unusual happened in my heart. It was like 
God is here and these people are plugged in and I want people to know that as they listen to this podcast that um, we love each other and we love the word of God and we depend on each other we don't just depend on pastor do we no. And real quick, I mean, uh, my son and I went to a theology conference down in Chicago uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, Mark, your wife, and Scott, your wife, made meals for my, my son and I upon return from the theology conference because my wife had been gone for a, a week to visit my grandson, and I made a joke about eating frozen pizzas like I couldn't cook or something like that, and I had so many people come up to me afterwards and say, we're bringing you some food. <laughs> and, yeah, so it's not just the pastor doing pastoral things. It's other people in the congregation doing pastoral things, you know, caring for other people. You've been listening to Let's Get Real with Pastor Bob Manuel of Crossway Community Church of Grand Rapids, Michigan, an evangelical free church. Please share a word with us, a comment, question, or suggested topic at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I, the word pastor at aol.com. I'm Mark Moore. Thanks for listening.